All right, everybody, thank you for tuning in to another episode of Seven Questions in Seven Minutes with yours truly, Dan Smith. As you know, we do seven questions in seven minutes, rapid fire, quick answers, quick bits of knowledge for you, get you on with your day, get you back out working, getting shit done, GSDN. Don't have time for a 30-minute podcast? Neither do I, but seven minutes, we can get this done. So today's guest um, is... I guess he'd call him and he'll fix this when I'm done. But I think he's from one of those things that's called a power buyer company now. Maybe they fall into that category. They fall into a lot of categories. Um, but so I'd like to welcome to the show Nick Espinosa from Homelight. Dan, thanks for having me. Is it is that the word these days? Is it power something? Do you power guys... buyer. There's a lot of things that we do. So that's part of the challenge. And I think a lot of people know us as a referral platform because that's what we've done for almost 10 years now at this point. But the reality is, you know, we're going in a new direction. There's a lot of new ways that technology is entering real estate. So we're, we're a power buyer, we're a referral platform, we're many things. <laughs> okay, so it is one, as I said, it's one of the things you do, but not all of them. Right. Um, when this is over, um, anybody has any questions, wants to know how to connect with Nick, anything like that, feel free, reach out to me. Um, find me by Dan Smith on pretty every platform there is. Shoot me a text, most of you know my phone number, it's all over my Instagram anyway. Um, send me an email, but reach out, I'll get you connected with Nick if you have any more questions after this episode is over. Okay, so here we go. I'm gonna start the clock. We're gonna be on it for seven minutes. As you can see, you, you got the audience, you can't see it, but Nick can see. <laughs> I don't have any materials in front of me. I try to keep it organic. One, my questions are organic, and therefore your answers are organic, because nothing's pre-rehearsed or planned. We just go. Let's do it. Um, so here we go, I'm gonna start the clock. Question number one, what is the craziest thing that you guys from the home light side of the world see that's happening in real estate right now? I think the craziest thing is just the effect that technology is having in real estate. And the reality is tech has been so late to enter real estate, but the benefit there is we get to look into every industry and see what happened. And so at the end of the day, every time technology has entered an industry, it's made things more convenient. It's made better pricing. It's given more options. But I think the thing that's craziest is we're, we're just at the tip of this. We've seen how technology's entered with the referral platforms, but I think we're just in the beginning of seeing what's going to happen when it comes to buying options and how agents and consumers are interacting with tech and real estate. All right. Question number two, real estate agents in 2022 are facing an inventory crisis, right? I feel like that's been like, seems like it's been forever now, but it's, it's still an inventory crisis. How are you seeing agents create inventory. I'm sure everyone in listening would really like to hear this one. And it might be a little self-serving because I'm thinking you'll talk about something you're probably going to talk about, but how are you seeing them solve inventory issues? Yeah. So that's, that's the number thing. That's the number one thing right now is inventory. And besides us getting out there with our hammers and nails and building some more <laughs> inventory, which everybody asks us for, um, we've seen people getting creative with our trade-in program, you know, which is that, that program that's built for people who want to buy a home, but they also have a home to sell. And that inventory crisis is, is really just causing people to stay put. Um, you know, they could be worried about inventory. They could be worried about rates. They could be worried about pricing, inflation, just everything that's going on in the world right now. So the trade-in is a really good tool for agents to just have that conversation with clients and get them off the sideline. And, and regardless of whether or not they end up using trade-in, we just want it to be a conversation starter and something that gets them confident about the market, their home search and moving with the agent. All right. Question number three. Cash is king. Um, I saw recently um, that one out of 
nine, one out of nine, one out of nine new home buyers, like first time home buyers, um, bought their home last year using crypto proceeds. That was crazy <laughs> to me. One out of nine. Yeah. So just, 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 uh, you know, just, just over 10%. <laughs> Um, and I also have read that approximately one out of six homes bought last year was cash, mm -hmm. which is a very high number. Now, we know that all those people don't actually have all of that cash. So new interesting things have developed to help with that. So talk about how people are finding cash to be able to write cash offers. Right. And, and I think that's kind of where we refer to that term as a power buyer, right? Um, so that's kind of one of the things that we want to do at Homelight is, you know, the reality is we're in a market where there's not a lot of inventory. You know, the other factor here is there's a lot of institutional buyers coming in and they're making those cash offers. So it might not just be average consumers. Now we're dealing with big private equity firms. We're right. dealing with institutional buyers. So we need to arm consumers and agents and clients with tools to be able to combat that. And so that's where the power buyer tool comes in. So, you know, what we do with our cash offer program is we allow clients to make a cash offer if they want or need to, to stay competitive. Um, but we're taking a bet that we're going to see more and more of these cash offers happen over time. As other institutions start adopting this technology, we think there's going to be a larger percentage of cash offers being submitted out of the market. Okay. Question number four, <clears throat> Homelight is currently privately held. Uh, it's got some investors, but it's not a publicly traded company, um, but it is a big company. We're talking hundreds of millions of dollars size company at this point. What is Homelight forecasting the rest of the next year or two is going to look like? You know, as you guys internal, and I know you can't share like true, true internal, <laughs> but are you guys, you know, are you guys seeing uh, might start to level? It's going to level. It's going to keep going. It might dip a little bit. Do you have any consensus for what you guys think is maybe going to be happening in the market. Yeah, and we, we see it keep going. And I, I think the reality is, look, there's not going to be any more inventory built anytime soon for us to catch up to make a more normalized market. Um, and right now, it's still going to be competitive as far as we can see. So we see a lot of growth. We still see a lot of buyers out there, a lot of people fighting over very limited inventory. So we see that continuing. And so really, for us as a company, we think the market's going to stay steady. There's still a lot of demand. There's still a lot of interest, not a lot of inventory. And so for us on the product side, we see a lot of growth because so far we're only active in five states with this product and we have a lot of depth to go within those states and within new states as well. Okay. So for us, as long as there's going to be competitive dynamics, we're going to continue to push. Cool. Um, I think we're on five. Question number five, <laughs> <clears throat> you just being in the area. I mean, you live in Orange County yep. um, and this is like your wheelhouse now. What do you see? You see a lot of agents who are doing good, bad, and everything in between. What are some of the traits that you see from top agents right now? If any of our listeners could be like, I want to emulate a top, <clears throat> a top agent, I should be doing X. What is X? Yeah. So I think one of the things that I look for when I work with teams and agent overall is just vision. So do you see what's going on in the industry? Do you see how technology is impacting the industry? And I think one of the biggest traits of an agent in being able to have success is, is being able to try new things because... We're seeing a change in how teams operate and how agents operate, the role of the agents changing. And I think really you need an agent who's willing to try new things or willing to learn. They, they, they can drop the ego and they can be afraid. They, they're not afraid of trying new things. That's what I think is really key to be a successful agent in this market. Okay. I would definitely agree with that. Um, so let's flip that on its head. And let's not have it just be the opposite answer directly, <laughs> which is they're afraid to try new things. But uh, let's flip it on. What's another thing that you see agents who are struggling 
what might be a component of that? They're struggling because, and you can't just say they're not trying new things. <laughs> <laughs> I would say for the people who are struggling, especially with everything that's introduced into the market with technology, I think really it comes to overcomplicating it. And that's something that we've talked about is, is yes, this is something that's new. We're asking people to try new things, take a new approach to how we're integrating and, and working with clients and different solutions. But at the end of the day, let's not overcomplicate it. Let's keep it simple. Let's see how can we help ourselves as agents? How can we help our clients? And then let's just try it. And let's, let's make baby steps and see, okay, let's try this out. And we're going to learn more over time and just be patient. All right. And number seven, what is something unique about you on a personal side, maybe that most people might not know about you? Yeah. So my, my fun fact is always that I have five sisters, so I'm completely outnumbered in, in my <laughs> household, but my background is actually commercial real estate. So residential has been more recent for me, but really, even though commercial and residential are, are black and white, they're very different worlds. What I realized is that technology is entering them both the same. So it's allowed me to be really successful in residential, even though my background has been in commercial for over, over 10 years. There we go. All right. All right, everybody, there you have it. Like I said, if you have any questions, want to reach out, get a hold of Nick, just reach out to me. I'll connect you and put you together with him. Um, if there's anything that you heard that was intriguing or made you do like the old Arsenio Hall, things that make you go, hmm. And if you don't know what that means because you're too young, then that's just weird. All right. So um, thanks for listening. Thanks for being here next week. Same time, same place, new guest, new great content for you. Share this, tell others about it. I appreciate you until next week, signing off. Now it's time for you to go out there and GST, get shit done.